and welcome, my friends, to the Rise to the Top, the uncensored, uncut, unconventional show for badass entrepreneurs, sponsored by our good friends at GoToMeeting. And, and you are a badass entrepreneur, right? You know. And, and by the way, if you haven't noticed, brand new sound system that's getting integrated into the show uh, now and over the next few weeks, just getting used to everything here. We got a brand new uh, sexy setup for you. So if you're like, wow, David sounds really good. He feels, I feel like he's going right into my brain. That's because of the new sound system. So getting things uh, worked out, I'm sure they're going to be a kink or two, however that might be. But we get that all sorted out for you. We're going to make it extra sexy for you here on the Rise to the Top. So uh, here's the thing that we're going over today. Got to give you a little rundown about what's shaking. So first of all and foremost, uh, do you have an app? Do you want to create an app? Well, if you answered yes to either one of those questions or maybe you're just wondering about it, I've got the app master of the universe. That's my name for him. Chad Moretta, who has built an app empire and also written a book aptly named App Empire. He'll be joining me today. We're going to go through a lot of the secrets of apps and uh, how to get started and a lot of different things. You're going to find it uh, super interesting unless you're not that interesting. In that case, uh, maybe you won't find it interesting. Um, that being said, I've got some housekeeping announcements before we get started. Tell a little bit more about Chad and all that kind of jazz here on the show today. So first of all, spoiler alert, if you haven't heard about this, I've uh, been talking about, a lot about it on social media, on Facebook at facebook.com slash David Garland and on Twitter at the Rise to Top on Twitter um, and also rise to top.com. I'm sorry, facebook.com slash rise to the top. Forgot the the there and the link. But anyway, I've been talking about spoiler alert. New website is on its way. We're doing a little bit of a, a rebrand new website. It's going to be it's going to be pretty sexy. You're going to be like, what? When you check out the new site, it's coming soon. So keep an eye out for that on the rise to top.com and also uh, expansion is coming soon the the kind of uh, cat out of the bag here you know a lot of people are wondering hey David why do you have all this you know kind of nice new equipment and, and what are you doing what, what what is going on here well the cat is has been let out of the uh, proverbial bag here a couple different things uh, that I'm excited to share with you about today share with you about share whatever you get the idea so first and foremost, there's going to be a new site launching soon. I don't have hard dates on this yet, but uh, I'll, I'll be keeping you posted through the show, uh, you know, different shows as we come up here. So first and foremost is that there's going to be a new members-only site. So it's going to be a membership site designed just for podcasters, web show hosts, and online broadcasters. So I'm going to be doing a private show there just for that community. There's also going to be forums and networking and just a lot of stuff because honestly, you know, I've, I've been doing the rise to the top, uh, just the rise to the top since 2008. And, you know, something that I wish I had, and I know a lot of other online show creators did, is a community of incredible people and content that speaks just to them. So I'm doing a site. Uh, I'll tell you the name soon on that. It's going to be very, very cool. It's going to be a members only site. So the requirement to be part of the site is that you're actually going to have to have a show of some kind. You know, it could be short form, it could be long form, it could be video, it could be audio, it could be both. But bottom line is you're going to have to have a show. Um, you know, you don't have to have 10 million viewers or anything like that or listeners, but you got to have a show. So it's going to be awesome. It's going to be high level. Um, I've just got a lot more surprises on that coming soon. You can tell I'm a little bit fired up about it. 
And then later on this year is I'm working on a new uh, fitness show concept with my good friends, Kim and Rob Murgatroyd, who are my fitness trainers and their nutrition experts and fitness models and fitness experts. And you know, if, if you know me, if you've been listening to the show for years now uh, or, or months or whatever, you know that I have a huge passion for fitness and nutrition. And sometimes I'd even just throw in random episodes of the Rise of the Top that were fitness or nutrition related, and, and those got a huge feedback. But it's coming to that time to start a separate show dedicated to nutrition and fitness, people that want to be lean and strong, all that kind of good stuff. Um, so more details will be coming on that uh, soon. And also, final little piece of exciting housekeeping news, if you will, is that uh, I got a deal done with Stitcher Radio. That's S-I-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Now, if you haven't heard of Stitcher, oh, man. It, it, this thing is freaking cool. So picture, picture iTunes, if you will, but you don't have to subscribe to individual, individual podcasts. It's more like a station. So you can flip around. You can search for things you're interested in. They have a business top 20, a comedy top 20, a news and politics top 20, and it's absolutely free. It's an app for your phone. That's the best way to go about it. And they're also integrating into cars now. They're doing all kinds of stuff. You can download it for you know any any really smartphone you know so so iphone or droid or whatever so it's stitcher s-i-t-i-t-c-h-e-r.com download the app search the rise to the top and actually you know it's it's free but i actually get credit if you sign up for it so if you heard about it from me um you're gonna have an option to enter a promo code you might be thinking to yourself well i don't want to enter a promo code it's a free freaking app well if you could you can help out the rise to the top because they want to know that we're sending people there and, and that our community wants this and i have to give you credit for the rise to top being on Stitcher because here's the thing I, I got an email from Stitcher in the past like it was uh, I don't know a few months ago they were talking about this platform and I, I opened it and I was like oh that looks interesting and I kind of buried it uh, underneath you know all the stuff I was doing <laughs> you know I was just like oh yeah I'll get to that at some point so what ended up happening was you guys went to Stitcher um, you know the rise rise nation went to stitcher and said you got to get the rise to the top You got to get the rise to the top. You got to get the rise to the top And I think they just got sick of hearing about it and they reached out and they said hey We got to get a deal done. So the deal is done. It's all thanks to you guys. Uh, it's stitcher go to stitcher get the app Download it browse around check out the show listen to it on there on, on the go uh, And use that promo code rise when they ask when you hear about it or just say hey you heard about it from me So that that's the heads up on, on a little housekeeping news yet another way because I always want to create you know, cool ways and easy ways that you can listen or watch the show. So, um, uh, Stitcher's going down. And also, um, I, I want to give a quick little shout out to my buddy, Lewis Howes. You know, if you're a fan of the Rise of Top at all, you've seen Lewis Howes. He's been on numerous, numerous times. Um, you know, big online marketing and business expert that really helps small businesses and entrepreneurs. And he's got something very, very cool going on. I want you to check out. It's absolutely free. Uh, it is a webinar, okay? And you can check the webinar out at therisetothetop.com slash LinkedIn. So therisetothetop.com slash LinkedIn. And the title of the webinar is Seven Simple Strategies to Profit from LinkedIn. Uh, and it's very cool. I mean, if you don't, if you don't know Lewis, he's a straight-up stand-up guy. He's actually, I think, on his way soon to go play in the Handball World Championships, bottom line. But Lewis does a lot of great things, but the thing that he's really an expert on uh, it is LinkedIn. So he teaches you how to build an email list and rank higher and, you know, do a lot of different things on there um, on LinkedIn. So check it out, therisetop.com slash LinkedIn. The times will be on the right side. So you just choose a time that's convenient for you um, and uh, check that out. So again, that's uh, therisetop.com slash 
LinkedIn. Well, long intro today. All right. So let's get into today's interview with Chad Moretta. And, you know, the rise of the top, I, I want to give a quick shout out here to our sponsor, GoToMeeting. You know, I was actually, uh, you know, the other day I was hanging out and uh, I, I was thinking to myself, you know, I don't feel like taking my laptop and schlepping around, but I had a couple calls I had to make and things like that. And, you know, I'm a face-to-face -face person. I don't know about you. I like to, you know, see people. I like to, you know, I like to listen. Yeah, for sure. But I want to see them. I want to see body language. I want to see expressions. And, you know, go to meeting makes it super super easy because of HD faces you just turn on your webcam works on your works on your iPad works on you know your computer whatever it might be you just turn it on boom goes the dynamite you're having a conversation with I think up to six people I don't know if it's the same on the iPad but definitely uh, you can do that on go to meeting so I want to uh, hook you up free copy of go to meeting here's what you got to do first of all you know grab the iPad app or whatever you want to do if you want to go do that then head over to go to meeting.com click the try it free button and the promo code rise for 45 days free on me promo code rise all right let's talk about today's guest Chad Moretta I gotta grab his book I actually have it sitting over here but my phone's on it nah I feel like grabbing it so Chad Moretta uh, he is the author of app empire and quite an interesting story about Chad is that he basically was in another job he was in another industry and he got into a huge accident uh, he got into a huge car accident and what was happening was he was giving himself a pay cut <laughs> by, by accident right he was stuck in a hospital bed he couldn't go out and work because he was trading dollars for hours and the next thing you know he's losing money and and he's very depressed and he's and he's like you know things have to change just in case I get into another god forbid accident or don't want to work or or need to take a break I want a business that can make money you know while I sleep and is something really fun and and the next thing you know without any technical experience he becomes obsessed with creating apps you know for your iPhone and you know next thing you know I mean I'm telling you from no experience he goes on to create numerous bestsellers. Um, he's got over 46 apps, over 35 million downloads. Um, loves it. He's become a full-on apppreneur and now helping other apppreneurs as well. So in, in this conversation, we talk about a lot of different things. We talk about, um, you know, how he got started, how you can get started, some of the key pitfalls to avoid. Because I was thinking to myself, you know, if I want to go create an app, God, I'd be thinking, you know, I'm gonna screw everything up. How do I avoid screwing? <laughs> How do I avoid screwing everything up? Things to do, things to do right. We talk about some of his success stories, um, some hints on how to price and promote your app. So, regardless of whether you're just thinking about it, you have an app, um, you're thinking about doing an app, you have an app in development, whatever it might be, um, you're gonna get a lot of tips in his book, App Empire. Okay, I'll grab it. Hang on. All right, there it is. I got it right here. His book, App Empire, is excellent as well. So without further ado, enjoy this conversation with Chad. Uh, take some good notes, and I, I will see you in there. All right, so Chad, first of all, you got to tell us, um, you're coming at us from San Francisco. Show us the view. It's a cool view. Yeah. 9 a.m. San Francisco. I like nope. it. No fog, which is nice. Right. I can't turn mine around because I'm on like a desktop and I, I tried it once and I almost dropped the entire thing. So uh, we're, we're going to make it we're going to make it not so awkward today uh, on the show. So first of all, love the book, App Empire. Okay. We're going to talk a lot about that. Um, first of all, how's it going? I mean, you know, books. Is this your first book? It's my first book. Yeah. Okay. So that's like a big deal. I, I mean, I remember, you know, when I had a book come out, I was like, I didn't know what to expect. You know, it was like one of those things where it's like you get out there and you're like, I, 
I don't know what's going on. Like, exactly. what, what's been the experience been like for you since it's been out? Yeah, that's exactly how it is. I mean, I, did, I had no idea what to uh, expect, and it's amazing how, I know, it just puts you in a different state of mind. You're, it's exciting, constantly. It's like the, you know, you get down when you're a little kid, and you see the Christmas tree stacked full <laughs> right. Every day seems like that, because it's something new being thrown at you, but um, oh, I, I love the experience. People are, as an author, as you know, when people read your book, and they get excited about it, it just throws you into this amazing feeling. So yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, what's been, and that's that's always that's a great case cuz I, I remember that when when my book came out uh old school old school style way back in 2010, back in the old days. Um you know, I remember one of the most rewarding things is exactly that is people would would send me an email and say like, "Oh, I did this and then I applied it." What have you heard about that uh, from App Empire? Is, have you heard people say like, "Hey, holy crap, I launched an I launched an app." Uh you know, like what what has been some of the feedback? I've had amazing feedback. So yeah, I've had a bunch of people. I mean, I had a, a 55-year-old uh, like mother of six that sent me an email that said she read the book and in five weeks has her first app developed and wow. she submitted it to Apple. So a lot of random stories like that. I'm teaching a 10-year-old kid about apps right now. Quite the range there. Yeah. Uh, it's incredible. It really, really is. It's inspiring people. And I think it's just giving them that certainty that they need to jump into this new arena. Right, right. And for you, you know, and by the way, on the book, I got to ask this one more question specifically on this. This yeah. is, you've been tearing up the press, my man. I mean, besides the rise to the top, which is probably your greatest appearance of all time number here. One. Number, number one. Number one. Number one. But I saw you, you know, on the, uh, a few holy grails of things that would probably, you know, online. Like I saw, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I saw TechCrunch, I want to say. That's a yep. big one. And then one that I was even more excited about than TechCrunch was uh, on Tim Ferriss's blog. Yeah. Um, are, you, are you buddies with them or how is it? Because uh, sometimes it can be kind of tricky. You have a book come out and you're like, eh, it would be great if we kind of talked about a subject related to it. But, you know, how did that work out for you? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the press has actually it's been organic. Uh, it's amazing. You think you got to spend all this money to get press and I haven't found that the case at all. Um, Tim I met through an event in Napa Valley. Um, oh, I was, you went to the kimono, the, the naked kimono event or whatever it was, right? Yeah, the naked kimono yeah. event. <laughs> um, yeah, I respect his work. He actually, I mean, he was one of the books that I read for uh, work week when I was in the hospital. So, very inspired by his work, and that was big for me to get on there. Um, just from that perspective, you know, one of the guys that I really truly respect and I love his work. Um, but yeah, TechCrunch came out. A bunch of other publicity is just, I think, it's jumping into, um, you know, San Francisco helps being here, obviously. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it seems all organic. Yeah, let's talk about that hospital. You just mentioned it for a second. A lot of people probably don't know about this, um, and and that was kind of your turning point of changing your business model to go from you'll have to tell us what it was again to turning it into this app empire. Tell us like a little bit about because that's kind of like crazy shenanigans. I've heard people having little moments where it like flips their life and flips things around, but you know this is uh, kind of drastic. If you will. Yeah, very drastic. I guess some people, and for me in particular, I needed that drastic kind of, you know, wake-up call to get my life back. But uh, I mean, the the short story is that I was uh, I was working in a, in a real estate company. I owned mm -hmm. two real estate companies, uh, really in a career that I didn't like, you know. And I woke up every day working 18, 20 hours a day, just miserable. Mm -hmm. um, and I did that for about two and a half mm -hmm. years. And uh, wasn't really connecting, wasn't doing the things I wanted to be doing. And then uh, one day I actually took a little trip to go out to see a basketball game and I ended up hitting a deer on the interstate and I flipped my truck four times. 
Um, and that was about 11 o'clock at night, and I literally crushed. So from from my elbow to here, I literally uh, destroyed my arm. So I have all oh. titanium, which is holy crap in gunfights. You're like yeah, you're like literally like a superhero or something now, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, that really that that turned my whole life around. Obviously, gave me a new perspective. Um, it wasn't great for a year and a half. It was hell. But um, yeah, it made me step up my game and figure out kind of what I wanted to do. I didn't like this whole real estate uh, business. I didn't like the fact that as soon as I was in the hospital, um, my income started going down, and everything right, was because it was related to your, to your time, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so it was a blessing for me. I had a buddy came into the hospital, and he just he said he pushed me over an article, and he said you should jump into this app business. And I'm not a tech person um, at all. I mean, I really am not. I was yeah. like, what the heck is an app, you know? Uh, and so it was, it was interesting to, to jump in. And again, I was on morphine and all kinds of drugs. And I started sketching out ideas for apps, not even really knowing what I was doing. And then, um, you know, I ended up outsourcing my first app to India. And that became a really big hit and pushed me into this business. And now we have 46 apps. Uh, have you made more since you said 46? Do we have 47 now or is it 46? It's probably like 55. Okay, 55. And, and the last number I saw, 35 million downloads. Is that correct? That's probably more like It's probably, it's got to go up, right? It's not going down. So, no. so, so, okay. So now here's an interesting thing of kind of the psychology of this. When you were uh, at first with real estate, mm -hmm. what excited you about real estate back in the day that got you into it? And then you're like, holy crap, I accidentally created a monstrosity for myself. <laughs> like what was the original thing? Because I know a lot of people that were – they read about real estate and they're like, most millionaires become a millionaire through real estate, right? And so a lot of people chase the dollars and cents of real estate. Um, was that the case for you or what got, what, what got you into it initially? Uh, it was actually. I was reading a lot of books on real estate. I wanted to be an investor and I started, I started doing that. I started investing in properties and making a decent amount of money. Um, I just love, I think, the deal aspect of it. Like, you know, I could find this property and quickly make a hundred thousand dollars that was exciting for me uh, and for some reason I took that and started up my own real estate company as a broker okay why I have no idea interesting but, interesting choice yeah, yeah. And, and how old were you when you were doing that uh, I started up when I was let's see it's 2006 so yeah I was I was 26 years old all right so 26 years old you have this and then your friend comes in like the Messiah or whatever and he walks into the hospital and he's got these apps um, why did you what what kind of enticed you what really got you going with about the apps like what like what was it was it different than that feeling initially with real estate was it was it you know where where did you kind of come from and say like yeah i'm going to start sketching this stuff up and we're going to make this happen yeah i think for me it was the for real estate kind of the the thing that excited me totally drifted away after i realized i was not going to get cash flow when i was you know laid up in a hospital bed uh, that whole business was down the tubes because I needed to be there. So I was completely deflated. First of all, the real estate market was mm. horrible. The worst possible time uh, in real estate to have a real estate company. And then I think what excited me about apps was, first of all, it was fun. Right. Uh, and then it was like being a kid again, just playing with these little you know dumb apps on the phone. And then second of all, the possibility of having freedom and having something work for you um, really intrigued me because, again, I've looked at so many different ways of making money, and a lot of them end up being, you know, scams or not what they promised. And um, I was like, I have to give this a shot. I see an article about two guys making money without any technical experience. Why can't that be me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
you know, I was, I was at a place in my life in that hospital bed where I was like, I have to make this happen. It's a Hail Mary shot. I have to give it everything I have. And who knows? Let me just try and see what happens. And luckily, that first app hit. And what was, what was the first app? Uh, it was a fingerprint security app. Okay, so finger, so like, okay, so fingerprint security. So explain that. What, what, what the heck is? It? I'm picturing, I'm picturing like, I don't know what I'm picturing, but it's probably not what it is. Yeah, no. So uh, <laughs> I bought my iPhone the night before. Yeah. Uh, uh, the accident. So that's all I had next to me, and I was thinking, you know, everyone's going through my stuff, doctors, nurses, stuff like that, and I wanted to protect my phone. I was like, man, if they go through my stuff, I don't want them to get on my phone. So I was like, man, there should be some type of security on your phone. And so I started thinking of fingerprint security. Mm-hmm. And again, I preface this by saying I was on a lot of medication. So right. <laughs> I actually did think that the phone could read your prints. Right. Uh, and so when I called this, <laughs> talked to these people in India, I said, hey, this is what I want. And uh, I, I really honestly thought that it could be done up until you know a few weeks before it was even made. Mm-hmm. And then I had to realize, okay, so it can't be done. But let's make it something cool where it can sort of lock out the phone and look like it's reading your print and, and still act as a, as a security device. Um, so, yeah, that was... So, so you come with this idea. Where do you get these guys from India? Like, where, where did you find them? Were they just like, did you call like 1-800-MAKE-AN-APP in India? Like, like, what, like where are these, exactly. who are these guys, yeah. who are these dudes in India, you know? Yeah, actually, um, so I didn't even know where, where to find a developer. And the guy to the, next to me in the hospital was in a body cast. And luck, luckily, I don't know why I, I, don't know why I laugh. It's not funny. I'm just like laughing at the guy in the body cast. What a dick. Yeah. yeah. No, what a complete dick. So he started just talking to me about um, his cousin that, you know, they can develop apps. And it started spiraling me into, okay, there's companies in India that I can call. And, um, and I just I found an advertisement and ended up making a call to this company that was India but had a place in, in New Hampshire. And I went back to Vermont to kind of rehab my arm and ended up meeting them. That was how I found my first team. All right, so you find your first team here. How long does it take from like, you know, you call these dudes up, you're like, hey, I want to do this, it's the fingerprint, you're all messed up on morphine or God knows what, they're like, this guy's crazy. Um, <laughs> like, like, how did that work? Did you have to give them money up front? Like, and then did you have to be involved in the process? Because, you know, I, that, that can be a little scary, whether you're launching something brand yeah, yeah. new, uh, I don't care what it is, a website or an app or anything like that, and you're working totally. with a team for the first time, it's like, holy crap. You know, I, yeah. I, I know I would sit, sit awake, like, shaking. So, like, what, 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 what did you kind of do to, to get this going? Yeah, so the first, for, the first half for me was, it was like, $1,600. Uh, and, and what I did was, it was broken into sections. So I think I paid them $500 up front. As to like get started, yeah. To get started. And then I started seeing progress. And we just set up milestones. I paid them, depending where they were on the app. It was pretty simple. Actually, that first app, they did it in a little over a week. A week? I was expecting, I don't know why I was expecting like mm-hmm. six months or something. I don't know why, which is insane, but I, I was thinking it's oh, a that, week. Yeah, that's what I would think as well. I mean, it's amazing how quickly, and it's in the beginning too, you know, they obviously put all their effort into it, but yeah, a week, about eight days. All right, so eight days, you get this thing, you pay for it. Was there any uh, like major pitfalls or lessons along the way of managing them at all, or was it just a case? Uh, 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 oh, right. I think I hit something here. All right, what do we got? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, again, so I guess. Being a new industry, being they had a new company, and then me being a new customer, we all had these issues not knowing how to communicate, what we really wanted, and yeah, I, managing expectations was off. So I thought I was going to get a lot more than what I did get, mm-hmm. and you know, I had no idea the process, so I fell on my face a lot. I, was, I couldn't write, so I had to somehow give them my idea, um, 
you know, without typing or writing. So I had to sketch it out with my opposite arm, um, and it, it looked like a two-year-old, you know what I mean, just ran in circles and just wrote something down. Are you a lefty? I'm a lefty. So yeah. am I. So that, that, that's like a mess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So bad was, handwriting to begin with, so it doesn't really matter that anyway. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I had to literally walk them through what I wanted, and it was a lot of probably five to ten iterations before they actually could start because they had no idea what I was even talking about. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was just it was it was explaining to them what I wanted, and then just testing the app out. I didn't even know how to get the app onto my phone. That's what I was just thinking about. Like what? Like because I'm thinking of a website. Like when I create a web. Like I don't know how to create a website, but when my web people <laughs> create a yeah. website and I get on there and I'm looking at them clicking around and they have the thing and they, you know it's not live but they show it. I'm trying to think what the heck you would do with an app. I mean like what I, uh, what, what the heck do you do? Whoops, as I hit the button there. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, so so now it's easy because there's this test um, test flight app that's really really easy. It automatically goes on your phone. Back then, what I did was they kept emailing me uh, almost like screenshots of it, and I could see kind of the flow ah. and try to understand what was going on. It, it was an arduous process. It was not right. Definitely not fun. Right. So you so, so you go. You have to go through and you have to test it and mess with it. And eventually, then what happens at the end? So, like, once you got it where you, you felt you were, you were comfortable with it, like, did they submit it? Did they send you something that you need to submit? Because um, you obviously want probably control of it. You don't want them over there to be dealing with it. I don't care if they're over there or over there, wherever, wherever they might be. So do you, do you like, they literally like hand you something, some kind of file that you then? Yeah, what happened actually is on your developer account, you can set it up so you can give them limited access because... I mean, I honestly still don't know how to submit my own apps. I, I'm, I stay away from the tech side of stuff. Right. I protect myself, but I don't want to sit there, you know, grabbing binary and throwing it on there. So you set up. I set up my account where I gave them access to actually download the app, but not access to all my financials and stuff like that. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that you don't want to be the tech guy, right? And like, I'm like that with the show. Like, I like doing this, but I don't like figuring out all the technology. We just we get it done, but it's one of those things. Where yeah. do you see? What's your favorite role? Like, do you like to be the guy? Hopefully, not in the hospital bed, uh, but sitting there coming up, coming up with the ideas. Do you like to see? Like, what gets you going? Is the marketing get you going? Like, what's what's the aspect of the business that you personally really like to, like to do that keeps you going from one to fifty plus apps now? I love market research. I love every morning looking at the app store and and just seeing what's happening because it, it's dynamic and it's constantly moving. Uh, and so I get excited about looking at the trends and knowing that I can fill the need in the marketplace. Uh, it's a lot easier than any other business because literally it's like the cheat sheets are in front of you. You see the apps that are working. You see what people are downloading constantly. And I get really excited every morning to sit there and just go through the app store and download these apps and play with them and literally figure out why are they successful. You know, mm -hmm. how can I deconstruct their success and figure out marketing-wise why is this converting? Why are people raving about this app? Can I understand where they're coming from? And I think that's my unique, that's my competitive advantage of why I've been successful. It's because I actually really do like that. And that's what I do is I come up with ideas based on that. And that's why I always have apps in the pipeline. Right. And so there's a lot of different apps. And I'm, I'm new to this as well. So if you go in there, if I'm clicking App Store and I go in there and I'm, I'm you in the morning here and you're going in and looking at stuff, have you spotted specific trends or anything like that that you can share like just in general or is it just a case of like it depends on the niche or, or how does that kind of work like what, what are some things that you found out that you found interesting 
Yeah, I mean, I've uh, so it changes daily, but I mean, basic trends. Obviously, a lot of people like games. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally feel that it's an overcrowded space, and it's 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 almost like a lottery ticket because you can make some cool games. Um, but for me, I always stick to to apps that I think will always have an inherent demand. Okay. So looking at weather apps or camera apps, um, you know, something that people are going to like social apps um, always be demand no matter what games. I feel. They could be really good if you hit it out of the park, but you know it could it could go down pretty quickly too. Like, what is it to say? There's no data in my mind on a specific game besides if it's a bird or pigs. You know, like Angry Birds. Right, right. Angry Pigs. Yeah. Angry, yeah. Or we could have like like Solemn Pigs or something. I think that's my that's my that's my that's my app idea. You guys can run with that. Nice. Um, so let me write that down. Yeah, exactly. So, do you, do you of, of the fifty plus you've done? Do you have like a favorite? I mean, is it like, or is it choosing among children, or is it a case of like where you're like this one? I'm just like super pumped about for some reason, whatever reason that is. Yeah, I mean, favorite one. So I would say I this. It's called Adrenaline Junkie. It's just this. It's a fun app. It's literally um, you're trying to beat the clock. It's all these emergency vehicles that are <laughs> going and they go faster and faster, and you're trying to get them back to their right location. Um, I really like that one just because the music and the intensity of it. Um, I also like an emoji app that I came up with just because I, I, I text nowadays, obviously. I'm hardly ever on the phone. And so being able to throw my personality into a text message with random, funky images that people are like, what the heck is this? You know, gives me joy. So I, I like that app what, a lot. What's that one called? I want to I make sure we link, like, mention that one in the show notes. What's that one called? Yeah, it's called uh, it's emoji. It's from um, Empire Apps. Okay, Empire yeah. Apps. And how do you spell emoji? Um, it's yeah, E M O J I. At least you went with a easy spelling there. Um, yeah, we changed the name a million times. <laughs> yeah, but I actually sold. I sold all. I sold all three of those companies. So that that's not owned by me anymore. I okay. sold that company. But um, that's probably my my favorite just because practicality I use it a lot right very cool so going back uh, to me where I I find interesting is kind of the parts of this of like how you even get an app viewed or marketed or whatever assuming that for the case of a lot of things that you've done that you didn't have like some kind of big passionate app audience waiting for you to come out with your next app, right? Like when you came with your first one, it was just like, all right, I'm going to try this out. You know, to me, there's always that game. There's like a game in iTunes. There's a game in the App Store. There's a game in all these different places. You know, people that want podcasts viewed in iTunes or, you know, apps in the App Store. There's like all kinds of stuff that goes on. Um, What have you noticed in terms of a marketing strategy? Is there a consistent one? How did you get that first one viewed? How did you get that first app downloaded? Yeah, the first app I got downloaded, basically, when I was looking at the store um, and, and thinking about security, it was really the keyword. I was thinking, okay, people, they're either browsing the app store or they're searching the app store. And I have to figure out, you know, what is a huge search term for people? Mm-hmm. And me having that in my mind being security because I didn't want people to grab my phone, I asked the question, how many other people have security on their mind for phones? And I was like, man, I'm going to go for this keyword strong. That There have to be a lot of people that think about securing their phone. And so that's the first angle that I took, and, and, and luckily it did it. it. It hit. And I actually did a lot of apps around security just because I wanted to own that demographic. And was there any was – that, was that a gut or was that like a – was there any kind of – because to me, 
so it's kind of like an app SEO, SEO play here, right? Of kind of like owning a word or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, was that a case of any data at all or anything? Or were you just like, you know what? I bet people are searching for security and I'm, I'm going to try it out because it seems like that's a little gamble, which is kind of cool. But what was, uh, what was sort of the mindset there? Yeah, it was a gut, but I also I typed in the, the search security and I saw a few apps that came up and it looked like they had a lot of reviews, meaning they had a bunch of traffic, some downloads. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they definitely weren't, um, they weren't fulfilling the need of the marketplace. So I was like, okay, there's an opportunity here. Uh, and so I knew that security was getting traffic based on the reviews and, and I knew I could make the apps better for that, that keyword and make people actually want to download my app over the other apps. Mm-hmm. So what happened? It goes live. Okay. Mm-hmm. First week, how many people download it? Two, two million. Who who downloads it? In the, who who downloads it in the first week? Yeah, I actually forgot that it was submitted. Uh, this is the state that I was in. <laughs> you <laughs> forgot it was submitted. It's your big day, and you, and you missed the party. Yeah. Completely missed the party. I didn't even show up. Uh, and I think like three days went by because uh, I was stuck to this oversized recliner, not really sleeping. Uh, and I was like, man, I totally. I think I have an app submitted and you know I really didn't have that much faith in it in the beginning because it was this new thing and I ended up signing in and I saw there's like 80 downloads and it was okay. 99 cents so okay. I was like 80 downloads this is this is great First, 80 bucks yeah. basically yeah and then from there it just started going up went to 300 went to 400 went to 600 and then I became again that little kid I was all all excited drawing up new ideas it just and I think that really helped me get through the challenges of my accident because I mean, ultimately gave me hope. Right. And, and to me, okay, now correct me if I'm wrong. When I'm sitting here, I'm like, that sounds, I hate to use the word, easy, right? Like in, in the respect of the way that it was told. Like meaning, meaning like you put it up, you had the right term, you got the things. I mean, are we downplaying? Is it more difficult than that? Like did you have to do other kinds of marketing or was it just really a case of being able to find a, find a niche area in there own that term, come up with a cool app for it, and just kind of sit back, or, or am I missing something? Um, so that first one, yeah, it, it, I mean, I, I lucked out, really. Right. I mean, yeah, I hit it, I lucked out, and then I actually got complacent. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to make millions, and I got, this is great, amazing <laughs> life. And then after a few months, it started going down. And then that's where my business acumen came in. That's when I realized, okay, you know, I can have a one-hit wonder or I can actually spend my time making this sustainable business. And it does take work. I mean, like anything, you have to figure out, you know, different marketing trends and you have to constantly test stuff. You know, I had to get comfortable with talking to, to coders and designers and getting them to, to make my, my changes because I was always changing things and measuring stuff to make sure that the copy was working. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think it's two parts. A lot of people, it comes out very easy, which I think it is. But uh, it does take work. You can't just snooze once you have an app in the place. Um, I think the difference is once you have a couple things that are working, you really are making a bunch of money around the clock without doing a whole heck of a lot. Like mm-hmm. a little tweak might take you a half an hour, and you already have it up there, so you already are making a certain amount of money. So is there anything actively you can do? Like, So let's say you, have, you had X app up, all right, and it gets 80 downloads, 
then it gets 800 downloads, and then it gets a few thousand downloads, and you're like, oh, this is awesome, right? But then there's that point where, exactly like you mentioned, sort of the complacency point. Uh, let's, say it maybe, let's say it peaks out at a couple thousand, and now it's getting 900, and then it's down to 800 and 700. Is there ways to ramp that back up that you've seen consistently? Like, do you go out and do, uh, I'm just making this up, you know, uh, PR or, or, you know, an ad or, or something like that that gets people reinvigorated with it or, or, or is it more like, okay, that one's kind of hit its, hit its peak. We move on to a new app. Yeah, no, it's, uh, so I, I try a lot of different marketing. I was into guerrilla marketing as, um, as a real estate investor and broker. And I tried a lot of different ways as far as releases and, um, you know, trying to do AdWords stuff. None of that really worked. So the marketing that I found work is just getting good inside of the app store. So free apps, coming up with free apps and using that traffic to funnel it to your paid apps or whatever app you want to promote. Alright, how does that work? Uh, it works based on, uh, again, if you see a trend in the, in the store, you see something that someone will like, then I come up with a, a free app that I feel can be a hit, but I know it'll get traffic. And then there's certain, uh, whenever someone downloads the app, it's, a, it's called a nag screen that pops up in the app and it pretty much says you know if you like this app check out this other app and it gives them an opportunity ah. to into your next app so you're getting you're getting all this and if you have a bunch of uh, apps you know the app network then you're constantly getting eyeballs to see you know your your portfolio so your free app is your marketing for your paid apps in this yep. case right and so you can yep. have so if I if I see a so let's just say I'm just making this up you see a boxing game you really like okay so then you're like alright well I'm gonna make a even they said games or whatever we'll just pretend they're they're good right now uh, you make a little free boxing game or something like that and you're like okay this is obviously a good trend and inside there there's gonna be some ads and some other ways of positioning your boxing training apps or something like that that are paid is that is that basically what or something related to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's really figuring out the demographic, what they're searching for, right? And then giving them that, um, and then just that's why in-app purchases are so nice because basically it's a free app, and you have these value points inside the app where you're saying, hey, if you like this, you know, go ahead and get the full version. Go ahead and get, you know, this feature. Um, and then you know, for me, it was. Figuring that out, but also having people that, uh, like I made friends at a mastermind group, mm -hmm. and they had similar apps. I found people that had similar apps, and I set up a system where we just did promotions for each other, and essentially, inside of their apps, they would say the same thing. Hey, check out Fingerprint Security app, and I would say the same thing for them. So we just shared traffic. Okay. Uh, yeah. That makes, a lot, that makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, it's basically positioning and, and, and you know networking and doing all that kind of stuff. Now I want to ask you about this. So I've been way too lazy uh, basically to get an app together for the rise to the top, right? And a lot of – I've seen people differ on their opinions uh, of people that do shows. So, you know, web shows and podcasts and different things like that. Some people are like, you know what, you should do an app. Some people are like, eh, you probably shouldn't do an app. Do you have an opinion on that for people that do web shows and podcasts and stuff like that? Should, they ha should we have an app? Um, I totally do, and I hate to do this, but I have to plug my computer and give me two seconds. Oh, plug away. Want. Plug away. Because I'm sh I'm, we're shamelessly grabbing your expertise here, so you can plug away all you want. Okay. For sure. So, oh, I like the bar behind there. We got some. Uh, you like that? Let's see. I can't tell what we have on there. Is that scotch behind there? No. It is. Um, we've got some rum. 
We've got some vodka, no scotch. All right, next time we're gonna next time we're gonna have a scotch party here on the rise to the top for sure. But yeah, it's you know it's funny as you plug that in. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking about doing it forever, and mm -hmm. I keep either and I'm not a procrastinator, but it's one of those cases where it's like. I, I should probably do it or not do it, but I can't think of a compelling reason or where I would start or something like that. And I know a lot of people are in this boat. Where, you know, we have it on the show, we have it on iTunes, we have all these different things. But why, 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 why should we or should we not do an app? I think you should definitely do an app. I mean, it's it's again a new vehicle to, you know, get eyeballs to get people to, to interact with your community. Basic principle is more people are spending time uh, through apps and on their phone than they are computers. Period. Right. Um, and so because you're spending more time there, you have to find a way to capture that audience or to, at least to grab your audience that and put them on there because they're going to be more convenient to look on their phone or vice versa than they are going to be looking you know, on their computer. Yeah, and I saw uh, Mark Maron. He's a comedian. He's been on the show before. He's got a very popular uh, podcast called uh, What the Fuck, Super, super PG. <laughs> um, and uh, he, you know, his show's free, right? Like most shows, they're free. They're up there. But then he's got uh, an app that's like $2.99 or something like that, somewhere around there. Do you think it's a better strategy to go free, just like the show? Or is it a case of like this could be uh, – to me, it screams you know, a fair monetization opportunity. But I, I could be wrong. Yeah, I think it depends on really what your goal is, right? A lot of people um, – they want to brand themselves or they want to make money with it. It's really two, two different things. I definitely feel you need to have a free app right now or I just had this question with a buddy of mine because mm. he did this amazing app and he wants to charge $50 for it. <laughs> and uh, you know, how are people going to see that $50 app or $3 app? And that's why you have to give them an opportunity to test it out free. So they feel like, okay, this is worth my time and I'm going to spend more time in this and even you know, buy more features and benefits inside this app because I trust that app now because, I mean, there's a lot of crappy apps in the store. Mm -hmm. um, and so you, I really feel like you have to use a free app to get that trust and to get traffic. And then if you want to do a, a paid version of that, it's very easy to do a, a new app and just push it in there, do an in-app purchase uh, for your customers. Oh, so you can do that. So you could go into one app. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that. So you could go into one app that's a free app, let's just say, yep. And then there's an upgrade for more shows, different versions, I don't know, whatever it is. And you can yep. actually then go in there and buy that for, let's say, two ninety nine, ninety nine cents, whatever it might be. Yeah, I mean, the beauty of it is, again, it's five seconds. It gets downloaded on your phone, and everything's seamless because your credit card is with Apple. And so that's these microtransactions, that's what people love, and that's what's addicting about it. So once you go in there and you like something, it's almost it's an emotional decision because they like it and they just they go through the process. Yes, I want it. It's it's a dollar. Who cares? You know. Mm -hmm. And five seconds later, they're playing something or they're experiencing something. Um, and so yeah, I think working with that psychology and depending for you what you want to do, I think it helps your brand. It also helps your community probably interact with stuff. Um, I'm doing it for my for uh, I'm doing a big video series on apps. Cool. Cool. And uh, I'm gonna have it on the iPad. I'm gonna have it, you know, chapters of my book and stuff like oh, that. Oh, sweet! That's a good idea. Yeah. And uh, and I'm gonna have my community in there as well, where they can interact inside of the app because you know I really want them to learn from each other. And if somebody finds a great developer or somebody has a question, they can help each other inside of that app and interact with each other. Okay. So there's a lot of people though that are that uh, watch or listen to the show. 
a lot, a lot of the rise to the top community is split into two areas. You got entrepreneurs, small business owners, mostly online, you know, that kind of jazz. And then we have a, a, a percentage that's like hardcore, what I would call mediapreneurs. So mm -hmm. they create shows and they create, you know, blog, you know, you know, they create media online, mostly shows, things like that. Yeah. Where we've gotten stuck, and I'm saying we in the royal we <laughs> sense of the term, but the, the community as a whole is yeah. exactly that first step that you did so well when you were in the hospital bed. Right? Mm -hmm. Is we sit there and we're like, okay, I, I get this. I have the vision for it. I can see what it may or may not look like. I could see yeah. that I could do a free and an upgrade. And now I'm going to sit on my computer and do nothing. Right? That, yeah. That's where a lot of us are at. How would we even get started to go find someone to go do this for us? Because, you know, we've got RSS feeds, we've got media all over the place. Where the heck do we go find someone that can help us put something together? And what for, for a mediapreneur, what do you think would be sort of the, the cost range that we might be looking at for something like this, or if, if, you, could, if you know that? Yeah, great question. Uh, I would say momentum, obviously, is key. And going on a site like an Odesk or an Elance is really mm -hmm. nice because you can see the hours that the workers that they put in. You can see the apps they've worked on. Uh, and you can just get comfortable with, with the process. You know that they've done a lot of different apps. And then those companies are like a third party. They mitigate the payment process. So it's not like you're wiring money to Zimbabwe and like, oh, hopefully the guy makes an app for me. Nice. It's an African prince, too, and he's, we're going to save him from jail, so it's good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's nice that it gives you that security. I really believe in momentum, so I, I go on and just put myself in an awkward situation knowing that uh, this guy's going to email me and I have to keep on him and, and, and sketching out my app knowing that once I have the app in the store, everything's going to be going to be groovy, you know. It's just you're right, that is the pain point for most people is just getting that initial momentum. So Odesk and Elance is, is a good place to go for apps and, and so basically see who's done apps mm -hmm. and start reaching out and doing it that way. Yeah, what you can do, you have to so you specifically depending on which you want to do like iOS or stuff like that. So you can filter and you can filter by that and you can filter by uh, reviews. You want to get the highest ratings obviously. And then you can filter by the number of hours. So I always do 5,000 hours plus. Mm -hmm. And that really helps. Um, then you know you're dealing with people that have done a bunch of apps. I don't want to take, I don't want to deal with a company or a person that's done a few apps. Right. And it took them six months each to do so. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, and so, okay, so you get the 5,000 hours plus, And I'm assuming it's probably an advantage if you can find maybe, and I don't know if this is true in all cases, someone that's maybe done something similar. So if you're doing a media type related app, Maybe something yep. in a media type related app, not just like a bunch of pictures of monkeys or something, right? Exactly. I mean, okay. pictures of monkeys are nice, but no, I you want to. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> you want to make sure that it's, and that's a great question because a lot of people don't realize that. They think that, you know, because they can do apps, they can do any kind of app. And no, it's, it's very specific. Media wise, video wise, audio wise, uh, graphically wise, you want to make sure that they've done similar stuff or find somebody else. Okay. So, so you do that. Um, and then the key thing is this reminds me of kind of like the old school days of websites, right? You are like, I have no idea what I should be paying for my website. So, of course, there's people that were, were took advantage of that. You know, yep. I mean, there's people that would charge you like $25,000 to do like a crappy website that sucked. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, it's amazing, but it sucked. You know, um, in a case like this, is there, is there, is there two metrics that I, I, I would find important? Number one would be pricing, and number two would be maybe turnaround. Are those two things that you can look at 
um, knowing that it would be an app like the Rise Atop, basically, that yep. you would you would find to be outrageous in certain range, so you know that you're not getting screwed over. Yeah, so the, the way to, to kind of minimize on that, because it is really difficult to find out, especially if you're not a tech person, is this legitimate amount of time? Is this legitimate price? Uh, and, and the only way that I've found to really uh, figure that one out is to get multiple quotes. Okay. So I'll get five to ten quotes from all the top people, and then I'll just sit there and say, okay, what's the average? Does this seem realistic? You know, this guy's on crack. This is way too much. This guy's way too low. I mean, it's, I think it's similar to, you know, getting your house, put an addition on your house. You're not a builder. You don't know, but you do a Skype interview with them. You get to talk to them. You get to see, do you like this person? Do you, you know, do they have references you can call? What's their previous work? How much did that cost? You just really start narrowing down, um, and there's risk in anything, but you start narrowing sure. it down. Sure. But, but you're saying like, you know, a lot of, you mentioned your first app was around $1,600. I mean, if someone, you know, do most of your apps fall in that range? Um, so my, the board. Yeah, my theory has always been spend you know a couple grand, two, three grand, uh, because I can always turn that into a lot more. Um, and, and typically, the more money I spend, the less money I make on the app, which is really, really weird. But I would mm. say re realistically, uh, right around three to five k. You know, okay. Things have gone up a little bit. People are charging more money because you know there's less and less. Um, I, I think there's le there's a lot of demand going on, and people are realizing that. So companies and they're charging more. Um, but you can spend three to five grand and get a really good app and make a lot of money with it. I mean, it's, that's incredible to me to think right. of that. As opposed to, of course, going another route, which would be like go to an agency and then they charge you 50000 zillion dollars. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I learned that lesson the hard way on a few different things. But, uh, and then the final question on there is, is sort of a timeline. And, of course, that's dependent on the app. Uh, but, you know, is there a realistic, like you said, that one got done in eight days. I'm sure some take longer than eight days, would be my guess. But is there somewhere where you're like, God, this person's out of their mind because they said three months or this person's going to put something really crappy together because they said three days? Um, yeah, I, again, I look at the time based on all the different people. But, but I try to put stuff in there when I make an agreement, which just says, you know, hey, if you actually do this in, in a month, then um, you're going to get this amount of money every week or two weeks afterwards, then I try to, to, to pay less. So I try to give them an incentive to actually go on oh, time. Oh, okay, okay. And, and that, I, I learned that in real estate actually for tenants. You know, give them a bonus if they actually pay on the first and then make it more money if they pay after that. So that gives them an incentive to actually pay on time. But I think being clear up front, having your game plan and say, okay, I want because you're going to want to continue to change the app. So make sure you have a certain amount of iterations that you can do and be upfront about it in the beginning um, and then just be clear with your, your deadlines. Mm -hmm. And then do you have to be, is it sort of like a web developer too where, you know, I have, a, I have a web developer who I work with on a, you know, monthly basis on certain things. Are you going to need that person in the future to make other changes once even you're up there or if you want things in the future, are you going to be locked in or how does that work? You don't have to be locked in for that person. Uh, so my strategy has is, is always been long-term relationships. I want to find somebody that I can, right. I can work with long-term. If they want to do a tweak, if they want to change stuff, that's why for me it's, my hiring process is very slow. So I hire you know, slow, fire, fast because mm. I get rid of something that's toxic. Um, but you don't, I mean, if they, if they do an app, like for instance, that company, uh, they never did anything else with Fingerprint. I had other developers working on it, making it better. I was constantly making my apps better. Mm -hmm. 
and using different people. So you're not stuck to one person. It's just a lot easier if you find a good person that you can work with long term. All right, cool. Well, awesome advice. And there's a lot more advice, a lot more stuff in the uh, app empire. I got to read the tagline here. Make money, have a life, and let technology work for you. Um, really, get, give people a quick scope of this. I'm going to link this up below. I want to make sure people check this out. Um, this really is an A to Z, easy read. And I don't mean stupid read. I mean easy read, uh, as in like that it's not going to like overwhelm you with tech crap and stuff like right. that. Um, but tell us a little bit just about it, and, and uh, I want to make sure we link this up as we wrap it up today. For sure, yeah. That's cool. I mean, so that book basically uh, it goes from A to Z. It's, it's the step from when I first got into the business. I had all these different questions, and it really shows you about the industry. Again, me not being a tech person, I needed to be sold on, is this an actual business I want to jump into? So I go from you know kind of verifying, which people sort of know already because iPhones are everywhere, mobile phones are everywhere. And it goes through the whole process of you know, getting your mind set right because again, just like you were saying, what holds you from taking action in that first step to going through it? And it's, it's basically your beliefs and your mindset. And so certain things that I did to get my mindset strong and then I'd walk all the way through my process of why my apps were successful and how anybody, in my opinion, anyone that follows these steps can actually do it. And, my examples are, I think the oldest person I've mm. taught is 82-year-old grandmother and a 10-year-old kid. All right, awesome. I want to encourage people to check that out. And by the way, uh, one more thing I just thought of here. When you yeah. do apps like that, do you also do one for like uh, Android or anything, or do you focus uh, solely on iOS? I have focused solely on iOS because it's the easiest. Got um, it. And but and then I expand from there. So now I'm cool. looking at other markets, but mainly iOS. Nice. That was my little uh, sneaking question. All right. Well, Chad, this has been awesome, my man. Again, the book yeah. App Empire. We're gonna link that up below. And uh, good luck, my man. And next time we'll have a we'll have a cocktail on the show. Sound that's good? Okay. All, All right. right. Bro. Yeah. And that's a wrap, my friends. Big thanks to Chad for coming on and spilling all that delicious goodness for us. Make sure to check out App Empire. Got my copy right here. You should have your copy as well. I will see you next time. A few quick reminders on the way out. Join the Rise VIP list absolutely free at therisetop.com slash VIP. You're going to hear about shows first. You're going to get all kinds of bonus stuff from me directly to your email absolutely free. So therisetop.com slash VIP and a big thank you to our good friends at GoToMeeting by Citrix Online for sponsoring today's episode. They got a heck of a product. Make sure to check it out for free on me. Uh, GoToMeeting.com. Click the Try It Free button and their promo code RISE for 45 days free and get your HD faces on. Make sure to do some uh, video chatting on GoToMeeting. So again, I'll see you on the RiseTop.com. I'll see you on social media. I'll see you on the VIP list. I will see you around. I'm David Seitman Garland, and remember if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny.